Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've got an NBA expert um, who follows it closer than I. He's tied in. We have Scoop B. Robinson joining us. Scoop, how crazy am I for thinking that it's not going to be Lakers, Bucks, or Clippers not because I think those teams aren't are better than the Lakers, Bucks, or Clippers, but because of what we saw last year with the Toronto Raptor, Raptors in the NBA Finals, that there's going to be more injuries, and these teams are so thin at the top, it's wide open. No, I think, uh, first of all, thanks, Lucas, for having me on, as always. Um, I don't think it's far-fetched. I think the reality is we just don't know. Um, I had this very same conversation with Charles Barkley about a month ago. Um, he said to me what you basically said um, for years it's been Warriors Cavs Warriors Cavs Warriors Cavs LeBron Steph Curry LeBron Steph Curry and now this is the first time where we just do not know and to be honest with you I think that's good for basketball you know everybody's assuming and you know what they say about assuming that it's going to be one of the LA teams and that's the narrative that people are selling uh, and then in the Eastern Conference, you just don't know. Uh, you look at you, you look at the, the the Sixers. Many were saying the Sixers were going to make it to the finals, and then uh, there you notice that there are some glaring holes uh, that they have. Mainly uh, the fact that the Seventy Sixers do not have uh, kind of like that veteran guard. You, you lost that, uh, and and Jimmy Butler, who who went to Miami, and you know you did resign Tobias Harris, but you also lost JJ Reddick. And then I think, you know, last week or you, you see how well um, the, the Bucks are playing uh, and people are kind of getting hit to the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo was just that good. And it's like, oh, wow. Um, and then he has a supporting cast. Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, uh, Robin Ambrook-Lopez, uh, and what have you. Um, it, it's funny because I had this conversation with a former Milwaukee Bucks on the phone um, the other day, and you know, he also played for the 76ers, and he was telling me how how background or, or city dictates, you know, how well a player is, is locked in, you know. And this was, we had this conversation post Lakers uh, Bucks game last week, how 
You know, if you're in Philadelphia, it's a Northeast city, you have things to do. You look at Milwaukee, it's all about the Packers in Green Bay. And in Milwaukee, it's conducive to just focusing on basketball and the advantage that Giannis actually has. You know, just sitting around focusing on basketball. He came out swinging against the Lakers team who was on a, on a, a pretty tough road trip uh, playing the Pacers. That's where LeBron got hurt and, and what have you. So I think to kind of package back up what you asked me, I think it's very wide open uh, in both conferences because even in the Western Conference, who's to say that Portland is not a sneaky AC? This is a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last season, lost to the Warriors in the Western Conference. Who's to say that the Houston Rockets uh, can't sneak up on somebody? you got a, a potent James Harden who could go for 60 if he wants to, playing alongside Russell Westbrook. Uh, Clint Capella is on that team. T.J. Tucker. So, I think this, more than anything else, is an exciting time for basketball, but really and truly, anybody can win it right now. Yeah, and I, that's what I love about it. I mean, when you talk about the Houston Rockets, yes, they've fallen short in the playoffs, but they've fallen short in the playoffs against one team. We we were talking about the Raptors, Scoop, as a team that has fallen short consistently in the playoffs. No, they, they fell short against LeBron. As soon as you remove LeBron from that equation, look what the Toronto Raptors did. They won the title. And they're a pretty good team in the East again. And who says they can't make a run to the NBA Finals? And I think this this might be the same situation for Houston, although I don't like the way that team is made up. They are in the category of team scoop that a little injury luck, not major injury luck, not game-changing injury luck. They are just a little bit of injury luck away from being a team that can certainly take home the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of this season because of how explosive those two players are, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They could just exchange night to night in a a seven-game series, and they might win four out of three against every single team in the NBA. These things are on the table. It's definitely better for the league because it makes it even more wide open. I mean, this this is great for basketball in terms of guys that are watching the league. Scoop, but what about the question of, is this good for ratings, right? There's not this big giant villain out there in the NBA. There isn't a team that everybody's hating on. Are, are you worried about any of the ratings drops? What are your What are your broad opinions on the health of the NBA in terms of not having this dynastic team anymore with the Warriors stinking it up and, and nearly falling to the lottery? Hey guys, this is Lucas from the On the Shore podcast. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you about it. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. For one, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You don't need any fancy podcasting equipment. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard anywhere you want. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and get podcasting today. I think a lot of this is just talk for talk radio and, 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 and for print. And I think that those who watch basketball, they know it's not decided in the first quarter of the season. Um, I think you brought up a valid point about the Raptors. Um, when you look at the Raptors, they lost Kawhi. I think the Kawhi effect helped them a lot. And I also think that gives them a confidence booster because they are a dark horse. Everybody's going to fill up the bandwagon. Um, and I think, um, and the Milwaukee bandwagon. I mean, they added 
Rondé Hollis Jefferson, former Brooklyn Net. Uh, you know, and and Kyle Lowry, still Kyle Lowry, Marcus Saul, still Marcus Saul, and Pascal Siakam. I think is the wild card, um, and, and I think a lot of people slept on him because you know he was playing alongside uh, Kawhi Leonard. And I'll add this: I said this often on talk radio. I believe that Pascal Siakam uh, is doing for Toronto what Scottie Pippen did for the Bulls the first time Michael Jordan retired and he took the Bulls to the, helped take the Bulls to the, or guided the Bulls to uh, a semi-finals matchup against the Knicks in 94, which they ended up losing. The Knicks went to the finals in 94, lost to the Houston Rockets. But um, I think Siakam is a dynamic player uh, that is, is playing well and um, you know deserves the recognition that he is getting, uh, will continue to get. Um, but I think that it, 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 there's so much parity um, in, in the NBA right now. It, it, every team has at least two stars. I mean, you look at the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving and KD are the duo. But right now, you know, KD's not playing, Kyrie's not playing. And, you know, they're still benefiting from Spencer Dinwiddie. Karis LeVert will be back soon. Um, you know, and Jared Allen at the center position is playing well. So, you know, Brooklyn has a lot of uh, assets there. Uh, you look at the Knicks, when the Knicks finally do get it together, I mean, they even have two two guys on their team. Uh, you have Julius Randle, and um, you know you can take R.J. Barrett as that as that other guy. Or you know, if you want, they have a lot of role players. I just think in the NBA at large, there's just a lot of wealth distributed of, of stars and complementary players within that star system on each team. Um, you even look at the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, Brandon Ingram is is, is playing decent basketball. Um, when Zion Williamson comes back, will he be that dude, that that guy, or will it be Lonzo? Actually, it, it, Drew Holiday, is, 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 who's on the trading block, is, is has been really good on the trading block since last year, but people are acknowledging it now. But you know, he's a guy that that that's that complimentary. So I just think right now in basketball, in the first quarter of uh, the season, um, it's just a lot of um, what if, who, what, when, where, why, how. And I think ratings really come into play. Playoff time, final time. And I think all will be right with the world. Yeah, I, I'm of that same opinion. Uh, it's just one of those things where you where you say, yeah, this is great for the NBA. And you just want to see the numbers. But I agree, patience, time. And uh, as long as LeBron and everybody is healthy come the end of the year, I, I think ratings will be just fine uh, for the NBA for playoffs. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think ratings were fine last year, too. I think it was good to see. Somebody not named LeBron playing in the playoffs in the finals last year. Yeah, and, and, and but there was star power, right? You got to have those stars. You, you know, you can't have a a dud finals where somebody isn't healthy within the finals, like to both stars. So if it were Lakers, Clippers, Western Conference Finals, Lakers are missing LeBron, and then the Clippers are missing Kawhi and PG. I think the ratings are hurt a little bit in that type of series. That's the type of injury injury thing I'm I'm talking about, not just one player, one star, not LeBron specifically. But speaking of LeBron, are a, is AD and LeBron the best duo in the league to you? I mean, through through this point in the season, we've seen them on Christmas Day now. Where do they rank in terms of duos? I mean, they're up there. Uh, I spoke to AD. We've been speaking off and on throughout the course of the season, and I asked him, you know, why have you guys been able to click right away? Uh, he said that their ability to click even surprises him because they didn't work out a lot during the summertime. He said the Brown was focused on Space Jam, um, and he said that 
Uh, LeBron joked with them and told them they're not quite peanut butter and banana, or they're not quite peanut butter and jelly yet. They're more peanut butter and banana. And um, their pick and roll has been pretty impressive. I, I, I listened to Jeff Van Gundy and Mike Green and, and, and Mark Jackson uh, talk about uh, the pick and roll in the Lakers system. And, you know, AD and, and LeBron have found it. LeBron playing a point guard. I think he averages about 10.6 assists per contest. And he wants to lead the league in assists. And, um, you know, he's been he's been putting up stats and, you know, I think Anthony Davis has found his own. You know, he told me NBA championship and NBA defensive player of the year are his goals uh, this season. And um, he, he's living up to those expectations. He's missed a couple games during the first quarter of the season with, you know, various injuries, ribcage and, and then his foot. But, you know, Anthony Davis has been the most consistent, next to LeBron, most consistent guy uh, on the Lakers squad. And I think, um, the thing that's been infectious is the chemistry. You know, it's not, it's not, I think, um, aside from them being the dynamic duo on that team, I think it's the infectious uh, potency that of just chemistry that has um, spread throughout the course of that team. I, I spoke to Danny Green last week, and we discussed just how everybody encourages, encourages each other. You look at, Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope, who struggled the first few games of the season and has now found a rhythm. You know, and Dancy Green said to me that, you know, when when uh, Avery Bradley went down, you know, KCP picked up the slack, both offensively and defensively. And, you know, even Dwight Howard, you know, playing well and, and still playing on a non-guaranteed contract. I mean, hell, the Blazers guaranteed Melo's contract. It's time for you know, the Lakers to guarantee Dwight Howard. But, you know, Howard has been playing well. And that game, that, that uh, and the second game that Anthony Davis sat out, you know, Howard Howard uh, stepped in and scored twenty points against the Pacers, and you know he still has it when he needs to needs to have it. But I think uh, Anthony Davis and, and LeBron's chemistry has has balanced not just themselves off, but the whole team. Yeah, I love the Lakers, man. I love watching them. The thing about KCP for me is every time I, I think he's not any good, he plays good, and then every time I, I think that he might be good, he doesn't play good. It's it's one of those things that he is the most confusing player that I've ever watched play basketball, uh, honestly, in terms of trying to predict what he's going to do next or how he's going to perform in this situation. He's the first guy to me that I just have no idea what's coming from KCP. And I, and that makes me nervous, but then you look at the numbers and you're like, all right, I, I, I think he's got a spot um, with, this, with this Lakers team. Who else is going to get a spot on this Lakers team? You've got the inside info. Iggy. Is this happening? Is there, a, is there a combo guard out there? Some are saying that Rondo might not be able to get it done for this Lakers team. How can the Lakers improve this roster? And are the Clippers going to keep stealing players from the Lakers and improve their roster? Or is there some sort of secret team that could be getting uh, some of the best buyout options and, and trade pieces? What's, what's, what's the big news on the rumor mill, Scoop? Well, as far as the, what you said about Rondo, um, I don't think that's a fair assessment. I think um, that's what the Nancy Lieberman uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, Hall of Famer, Nathan's Hall of Famer, she said Rondo uh, is one of the smartest NBA players out there. Uh, he said that LeBron, she, excuse me, she said LeBron is up there as well um, at large. I think that, again, um, it's easy to hit a panic button, uh, but Rondo's been playoff tested. He's won a championship uh, on a team full of Stars, studs, and um, 
you know, I, I think it's a process, and I think, you know, I think that the Lakers are continuing to grow. Um, to directly answer your question about who the Lakers going to get, I mean, I'll be honest with you, the, the Eagle Dallas thing is, is very tricky um, because many teams are just not going to help LeBron, LeBron win a championship. And uh, you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, and you look at uh, the fact that they don't want to just let Iguodala walk because they know he's going to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's a big thing. Um, and to that point, the Lakers need an Iguodala-type player because offensively and defensively, um, he's an asset. So, um, you know, there's talk of, you know, what, what can the Lakers showcase that could make a, a trade viable uh, for uh, Iguodala to come and you know, those contracts that were signed this summer are officially guaranteed as far as, you know, you can now make trades uh, as of December 15th. Uh, you know, fans say, okay, well, can, can Davis Caldwell Pope has been playing well? You know, should the Lakers trade him? I've heard nothing of that sort, um, but I know that there is a free agent market that's open. You look at the defensive side, Corey Brewer uh, defensively could help the Lakers. You look at uh, offensively, Jamal Crawford is still available. You know, I'm going to always ride for Jamal. Uh, I can tell you that you know the Bucks and the Toronto Raptors have inquired uh, about Jamal. And yeah, uh, why? Why is why is he not on a team? I, this is this is one that I really don't understand. Like the Carmelo thing, you know, that one was a confusing one, but it, it was just this major defensive flaw. Plus, he's a storyline. Do you really want him in the locker room? I, I'm really confused on why Jamal Crawford hasn't found a place in the NBA. Could you clear that up for me? Because I, I, I really am just unbelievably confused why nobody has signed Jamal Crawford as of yet. Well, in the case of Jamal Crawford, it depends on who you ask. Uh, I think most teams, it's kind of like the quarterback position in the NFL. You know, that position is set opening week, and then players get hurt, quarterbacks get hurt. You look at the the, the, the Detroit Lions uh, in football. Uh, Stafford got hurt. And then the backup quarterback started his first game on Thanksgiving Day and killed it. And I think they ended up losing that game to the Bears. But offensively, he played well. I can't think of the quarterback's name, but I remember watching the game. Uh, I think it's the same thing applies with Jamal Crawford. He's 39 years old, and many people say he's old. But, you know, I talked to Jamal, and Jamal will say, I'm not mad that people make that statement because what 39-year-old do you know that can do things that I can do? at this point in their career, particularly at the guard position. I think it's different when you're a big man. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if I'm not mistaken, played until he was either 40 or 42 at the center position. Jamal is going to come down to perfect fit. You look at perfect fit. You asked me about the 76ers. So we talked about the 76ers. But T. Seibel is going to be out for a few weeks. Um, the Sixers had interest in him last summer. But then at the same time, um, you look at basically what – um, a team may need. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they could use another scoring guard. Um, you, you look at the Lakers, they need scoring. Um, you, you look at I don't think he's just going to go to a team uh, just for the heck of it, because he did that last season playing for the Phoenix Suns. They weren't a playoff team. But the impact that he left on the Phoenix Suns was, 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 was heavily uh, beneficial, because uh, look at how well the Suns have played at the, the first quarter of the season. Uh, Devin Booker and you know, Aiden is getting back into the rotation of things. But for Jamal Crawford, at this point, it's right fit, uh, right team. You know, yeah. uh, you look at the you look at the you look at the, the Portland Trailblazers. 
they had an injury to Rodney Hood. You know, he could sit in there, but you know, I told you they're a sneaky AC, but I think playing for a Lakers or a Sixers or a Bucks or even a Raptors team is much more sexier than playing for a Portland Trailblazers team. So it's gotta be right fit for Jamal at this point. Yeah, bottom line, dude's a thirty five percent career three point shooter last season that he played, thirty three percent. If you're a contending NBA team, you you could use that on the outside from Jamal Crawford. Um, I think that he'd be a valuable piece, but I think Andrea Godala is the player that swings it all, Scoop. That that is that is my opinion in terms of Lakers, Clippers. It's Andre Godala because you you need to go back to KCP last night, late shot open it kind of I think it was a long rebound out to KCP it's just those last minute shots you know that Andre Guadala throw out the percentages I, I I could care less about stats numbers analytics anything you know that Andre Guadala is going to make big buckets in big games if he's open if you get Andre Guadala open he's going to stand there and shoot a three and make it in a key situation. He did it time and time again with the Golden State Warriors. I just think having that type of championship presence on the team is so much more important than what he'll bring, which is really important in terms of perimeter defense, this 3 and D player that can guard wings, that can help out LeBron in terms of managing the load of Kawhi and Paul George and letting Anthony Davis protect the rim a little bit more. I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes into if he joins the Lakers, he adds championship DNA, that final little push to help out LeBron James win a championship. I think that's how important Andre Iguodala is um, this upcoming trade deadline. I think he's the piece that swings this whole thing, Scoop. Yeah, I think uh, you bring up a valid point, um, and we have to see and wait what happens. As you notice, I don't like to put predictions out there as much as I was last season because everybody has something to say that gets annoying and repetitive after a while. But from a person who hears a lot, um, I will tell you that it, it, basically what I see and what I hear is Memphis isn't looking to give up just to just give up Iguodala and it's going to be a, a trade package. You know that that that's beneficial to them. You know it, it, it's like okay. You look at the Lakers roster, you got guys like Danny Green, A.B. Bradley, Clint Cook, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, you know, are you willing to give that up uh, to get Iguodala? That's a, that's a core of your team. You know, this is like the same conversation we were having about Anthony Davis last season. You know, and it's like, is Memphis looking to just take that? Maybe not so much. You know, and then you look at, you know, the conversation about, you know, do they get, do they find a way to get Drew Holiday? You fans on Twitter talk about that and you talk about Derrick Rose and all of that stuff and it's like you kind of have to be realistic and you also don't want to give up your core to get Iguodala particularly like a Danny Green particularly like a yeah you know Anthony Bradley who's a defensive specialist no you don't want to give up a guy that fills that you're trying to fill the need that Danny Green kind of fills now you don't want to take that away and then add Andre in there it's just a shame why is Memphis just because it's the Lakers? I mean, they, they don't want to work with the Lakers because they're the Lakers? I mean, I know Andre Guadal is a veteran presence for them, but is he really a part of what they're building, their future with John Moran? I mean, I, I just don't understand why Memphis would want to, you know, handcuff themselves just, just out of spite. Is that really what they're trying to do here to the Lakers? Yeah, for sure. The same reason why San Antonio 
wasn't looking to give up Kawhi Leonard to go up to the Lakers uh, to help them win a championship. It's the same thing. I don't know. I think when you run an organization, I, I think that Memphis, but like, does Memphis, so is the entire Western Conference then claiming that they are rivals with the Lakers? Because if that's what it is, then that is a real disadvantage for the Los Angeles Lakers moving forward. And I guess nobody likes the Yankees in baseball, but people still deal with the New York Yankees and they still try to, you know, respect the veteran player because that's how you get future players to stay. If I'm a small market general manager, I'm bringing in veterans, and if they want to be bought out, I'm buying them out so that when I set my team up to be a really competitive elite team, that I can maybe bring guys there or get guys to stay like John Morant. But that's my own personal opinion on it. Um, Hopefully, the Lakers can just here have Quinn Cook. Sure, maybe he'll get better in Memphis, I suppose. And I don't even know how many draft picks the Lakers have, Scoop. Uh, they gave them all up for Anthony Davis. What, what, yes, they did. What would the Memphis get, like a 20-30 first rounder for Andre <laughs> Guadalla? Is that what's coming down the line here? Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> oh, man, the NBA, NBA is absolutely wild. Well, Scoop, I really appreciate you um, joining me on the program. When's the next time you're coming to Chicago? You got you to gotta let me know, man. Um, All-Star Weekend. All star, all star weekend, perfect. That's yes, what. Sir. That's that's yes. not too far away. February, man. Yes, sir. We in there like swimwear. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, that was Scoop B. Robinson joining us on on the shore. We'll have him on regularly. Again, thank you to you, Scoop. You're the best. I'm in. Thank you for having me, man. Always good. Always a pleasure. And keep doing your thing. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Scoop. All right, that's on the shore. Remember, ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.